This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Friday, September 7th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Downey. Here's today's headlines. Farm bill negotiators press ahead. Economists, Democrats oppose ERS relocation. Organic industry forming voluntary checkoff. Cost estimate challenges farm bill negotiators. Slowly, like a turtle. That's what Representative Colin Peterson's assessment of how the Farm Bill talks are proceeding after the latest meeting of the top four negotiators yesterday. Peterson's the top Democrat of the House Agriculture Committee. The negotiators don't plan to meet again until next week, but they say they will be on the phone with each other as they try to iron out deals on a range of issues. Senate Agriculture Chairman Pat Roberts said the negotiations were making progress, but he acknowledged that they had run into problems with cost estimates for tweaks being considered to the commodity programs, including agriculture risk coverage and price loss coverage. He didn't get into specifics, but the estimates from the Congressional Budget Office have continually frustrated efforts to make improvements to ARC. The House bill would create a new trigger to raise PLC price guarantees, while the Senate bill includes some modest changes to ARC. House Agriculture Chairman Mike Conaway described the status of the talks this way. We're not as far along as the four of us would like to be, but I have sensed no backup. SNAP waiver rules, focus of compromise. Roberts confirmed what we reported yesterday that a compromise on the SNAP work requirement issue is focused on tightening the rules for issuing waivers to states. Roberts said, we're still working on that language, spelling out in statute, giving the secretary the authority to administer waivers and to enforce the work requirements. Economists, statistician groups oppose ERS move. Organizations representing statisticians and agriculture economists have signed on to a letter appealing to Congress to block USDA from moving the Economic Research Service out of Washington. The letter, which was signed by the American Statistical Association and the Agricultural and Applied Economics Association, among other groups, says the relocation will certainly mean a significant loss of experienced staff, which, in turn, will jeopardize the ERS operations for potentially years to come. The letter also raises concerns about putting ERS under the office of the secretary and the office of the chief economist, saying that move could jeopardize the ERS autonomy. NIFA plan raises alarms, too. A separate letter from these groups and a number of universities and scientific organizations raises concerns about a companion plan to move the National Institute of Food and Agriculture out of D.C. The letter says that USDA is moving too quickly on the plan and putting the universities that NIFA provides funding to in a difficult position. The letter says, by soliciting proposals for relocating NIFA, USDA has placed university administrators in the impossible position of risking the elimination of their state as a potential future site should they choose to publicly express concerns about moving NIFA away from D.C. Top Democrat says ERS move is budget-driven. The House Democrats that helped to write the USDA's annual budget have sent a letter to Agriculture Secretary Sonny Perdue demanding answers to a series of questions about the relocation plan. Among other things, the lawmakers want data to support the department's claims that it's having trouble hiring economists in D.C. 
Congress is beginning negotiations on a fiscal 19 budget bill for USDA. But the top Democrat on the House Agriculture Appropriations Subcommittee, Sanford Bishop of Georgia, tells AgriPulse that he isn't sure whether there will be enough support on the conference committee to include language in the bill that would stop USDA from going forward with its plans for ERS. Bishop says he doesn't buy the department's rationale for the relocation and believes USDA was instead bowing to pressure from the White House Budget Office to find ways to cut spending. Bishop said, my assessment was that it's purely a budget gimmick. USDA has said the relocation would generate significant savings in salaries and rent. By the way, USDA's chief economist Rob Johansson tells AgriPulse the department intends to keep a good number of ERS staff in D.C. to interface with the department staff, members of Congress, and other stakeholders. He declined to say an estimate of staff members who would stay in the D.C. area. WOTUS could be at play in spending talks. The FY19 USDA-FDA spending bill is packaged with funding measures for a range of departments and agencies, including EPA and the Interior and Transportation Departments that are important to agriculture. Some Republican appropriators are planning to push for including language in the final legislation that would kill the Obama-era Waters of the United States rule. That according to Iowa GOP Representative David Young, who will be one of the negotiators. Keep in mind, Democrats have successfully blocked previous attempts to kill or suspend the WOTUS rule. But a judge's ruling last week that allowed the rule to take effect in a number of states has created new urgency with the issue. Thwarted by USDA, organic industry plans voluntary checkoff. With USDA killing plans for an organic checkoff program, the Organic Trade Association has announced it's going to create a similar program funded by voluntary contributions. The effort is known as GROW, for Generate Results and Opportunity for Organic. There's a critical need to educate consumers about organic for more technical assistance to help more farmers transition to organic and to loudly promote the organic brand, said Laura Bacta, OTA CEO and Executive Director. The plan is expected to be a major topic of discussion next week at the Expo East Natural Products Trade Show in Baltimore. USDA officially proposed a nationwide organic checkoff program in January 2017, but the Trump administration terminated the rulemaking process this spring. Purdue, it wasn't me. One by one, senior Trump administration officials denied yesterday that they wrote the anonymous op-ed that the New York Times ran this week. You can include Agriculture Secretary Sonny Purdue to that list. Purdue didn't issue a statement of his own. But a spokeswoman said in an email that Purdue was not the op-ed author and included a link to a White House statement that referred reporters to the New York Times. Here's today's He Said It. The devil is in the details. That House Speaker Paul Ryan, when asked by a reporter whether he would go along with approving a renegotiated NAFTA that does not include Canada, Ryan said, I want to see this run its course before making a judgment on that. Well, that's Daybreak for this Friday, September 7th. AgriPulse Daybreak is brought to you by Watkinson Miller and by the United Soybean Board. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Daly.